0: Hello, this is Vladimir and you listen to Aging Grace podcast season two, episode six, personal beauty and the flower of health recording date Friday, May 20th 2022. Please enjoy. Hello, I'm DG Linton Gridley, and I'm here to help you grow older gracefully. My mission in life is to make the world a better place for people who are growing older, which is everyone, of course. We can all try to grow older gracefully. I just listened to a podcast titled The Psychology of Aging by a clinical psychologist named Dr. Regina Cope. That's K-O-E-P-P. Regina Cope, who said that research shows that our attitude toward aging affects our health. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you have listened to my past podcasts, you might you might know that I have a background in education. I remember clearly being taught during my undergraduate years that as a teacher, I had to be careful not to practice negative, self-fulfilling prophecies with my students. In other words, as a teacher, I was to keep an open mind about each student and expect good things from them. If I had prejudice, prejudices or preconceived negative ideas about them, My attitude toward them would result in a self-fulfilling prophecy, i.e., if I expected them to be bad, they would be bad. I believe our culture has a self-fulfilling prophecy about growing older, and it is bad. It is up to each of us to reject that prophecy. Expect growing older to be fun and rewarding, and it will be. Expect your health to be good, and it will be. Last week, I shared the quote, Thoughts Become Words, Words Become Actions, Actions Become Habits, Habits Become Character, Character Becomes Your Destiny, by Lao Tzu. While Googling that quote, I came across a podcast by Tom Rowland. He's a celebrity fisherman. I like fishermen. It was a really good podcast and relevant to our topic here, all about how our thoughts, words, and actions shape our future. Tom gives these quotes. This one is from Chad Wright. Your tongue is your rudder. It will steer you. It will steer the direction of your life and the outcome of your situations 98% of the time. And Zig Ziglar says, there is power in words. What you say is what you get. And Pierre Duplessis says, words create worlds. Let me repeat that. That is so powerful. Words create worlds. Wow. Therefore, let us speak words of joy, love, happiness, and beauty about the prospect of getting older. If we think it and speak it, it will become our self-fulfilling prophecy. I also like the serenity prayer. If we can't do anything about growing older, why not enjoy the ride? You know the serenity prayer. God Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, etc. To help us enjoy the ride, we need good health. If you've listened to my other podcasts, you might remember the flower of health, visual aid for what we need to have in our lives in order to be healthy. It all starts with the middle of the flower, which represents our inner being, our mind. We need the right attitude, a positive attitude, in order to do the things that we need to do to be healthier. I have met many people who believe that getting older means getting sick and not being able to do things, and therefore they don't try to do anything, they just give up and rot. Don't let that happen to you. Get help if you need an attitude adjustment, especially if you are depressed or anxious. Attached to the center of the flower are the petals of the flower. There is a petal each for exercise, a petal for nutrition, oxygen, and hydration, things that we take into our bodies, a petal for good safety decisions, another petal for freedom from toxins and stress, and a fifth petal for good sleep hygiene. The stem of the flower represents good transportation or access to good transportation because we have to get places to get what we need for our health. One leaf on the flower represents good health care and good dental care, The other leaf on the flower represents environmental and personal hygiene. The pot in which the flower is growing represents community resources such as the hospitals, housing options, parks, educational institutions, libraries, and many other community amenities that make life better for people. Flying beside the flower is a butterfly that represents a positive companion. Having a positive companion is another vital component for good health. Above the flower is a watering can, which represents humor and laughter in our lives, which is also needed for good health. And on the other side of the flower is a bee, telling us to always be learning and have an open mind and seek truth, which is what I'm hoping you're doing right now. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, so you must be seeking information, and that's great. And last but not least is the sun shining down on everything representing beauty and art in our lives. And that's the subject of the podcast today, the beauty part, just a part of the beauty part. We need to think of ourselves as beautiful, or at least we need to like what we're seeing in the mirror to have good health. I'm not saying we have to be beauty queens and kings. I'm just saying that we all feel better when we're looking our best. I'm not saying that we should all go out and get plastic surgery, but what I am saying is that we need to feel good about our appearance so that we can think positively about getting out in the community and meeting other people. If we don't like the way we look, we're not going to want to socialize as much, and that's not good for us. Socializing is very important for good health. It keeps us more active, and it challenges our minds. Face-to-face interaction is the best way to keep our minds alert and stimulated to ward off memory loss. It's also good for our mental health, being around others, to prevent depression. You may have heard me say, sorrows shared, our sorrows halved, and joys shared, our joys doubled. It's one of my favorite sayings. It's really true. We are social animals. We are healthier around other people. The COVID suicide rate statistics are proof of that, as if we didn't already know. Looking good takes extra work. I know. I so appreciate people who take the extra effort. It is so pleasant to look at people who try to improve their appearance, male and female. Don't you like looking at people who obviously have made an effort to look their best, who dress nicely and have their hair combed, etc.? So I'm going to share my beauty secrets. (laughs) These are not really beauty secrets. They're just products and habits that, in my opinion, work for me. You might, you probably do, have other habits and like other products that work for you. We're all unique. So as I have said in other podcasts, please glean from this what you may and share what you will, and thank you for listening. Last week, I did a podcast on personal hygiene. Personal hygiene is very important for our beauty, of course. I forgot to mention a couple of things in that podcast that I would like to point out here. One of them is the use of a magnifying mirror a lighted magnifying mirror. As we get older, we lose our ability to focus up close, so we need to have a little help with that, especially putting in our contacts. (laughs) I ran into a woman yesterday that I've known for years. She has these giant blackheads on her nose. She's had them on her nose for years, and I don't understand why, except that maybe she can't see them. Blackheads are easy to get rid of for me, I get blackheads all the time, and my magnifying mirror helps me get rid of them. First, I clean the air with alcohol, and then I take two Q-tips and push on either side of the blackhead until it's expelled. Then I clean the area with alcohol and leave it alone so it can heal. It's a little risky to expel blackheads if they're in sensitive areas like the temple of your head and beside near too close to your eyes. So for those, I think you should see a dermatologist. Another thing I forgot to mention in my previous podcast is my spa cushion that I use in my bathtub. I ordered it from Amazon and it makes my bath time so pleasant and comfortable. I love it. It has a pillow and padding so that I can can recline in the tub and soak for as long as I like in total comfort. I usually only soak for about 20 minutes, though, and then I rub my skin to exfoliate. I use my fingertips in a back-and-forth or circular motion, and I can feel the skin peeling off. I realize this method won't work for people with really delicate skin, and as we age, our skin gets more and more thin and delicate. I'm 66 years old, and it still works for me, but you have to judge for yourself whether this is a good method for you or not. I've heard of sugar scrubs. I've never tried them, but perhaps that's another good way to exfoliate. Another thing about my bath that I forgot to mention in my previous podcast is the temperature of the water. Where I live the water is extremely hot all the time. So I have learned to fill my bathtub just so far with hot water and then fill up the rest fill the tub the rest of the way with cold water, but I also use a floating thermometer just to be sure it's not too hot. I bought it at Bed Bath and Beyond, but they're also available on Amazon. It's a cute little frog floating in a tube, and it's digital. I think it's made for baby, for a baby's bath, but whatever, I still like it. And there's also some made for testing a swimming pool's water temperature, but the one made for the child's bathtub is cuter. <laughs> a bathtub temperature of 103 degrees is just right for me. Of course, anything over 120 degrees will scold you after five minutes. And that's that's why... I need the thermometer because it's hard to tell at first. It feels all right at first, but after you're in there for a while, it feels too hot without the thermometer. And I mentioned how I added vitamin C to combat the chloramine that's in our city water here in Lexington, Kentucky. Sometimes I add Epsom salt to the water also. As you know, Epsom salt is great for easing aches and pains. I also mentioned in my last podcast that I use baby shampoo as a body wash. I like baby shampoo because it's tear-free, so I don't have to worry about getting it in my eyes, and I can wash my eyes thoroughly with it. I recently tried Burt's Bees Baby Shampoo, and I don't like it as much as Johnson's. It's really thin and watery, and it doesn't have a very good smell either, I don't think. They both seem to have some chemicals in them too, but I don't know what else to use. I'm still exploring options there. I like ivory soap because it's so pure, but it hurts my eyes, and it's definitely not good for my hair. I could use Johnson's in my hair if I wanted to. Burt's Bees isn't good, though. And I have, a, I have used Johnson's shampoo in my hair a lot in the past, but I recently bought some new shampoo for repairing damaged hair. It does make my hair silky, almost too silky. I have really long hair, and I braid it every day and put it on top of my head, but right after shampooing with that silky shampoo, it wouldn't stay. It was so slippery. So the jury is still out on the best shampoo to use. We each have our unique hair types and skin types, so it's hard to recommend any one particular brand to everyone anyway. My recommendation is just to look for a shampoo that doesn't have a lot of chemicals in it. And I shave everything, except the hair on my head and the hair on my arms. And I don't have hardly any hair on my arms anyway. <laughs> First, I sit up in the tub and shave underneath my arms. And that I don't have very much there anymore either. And then I recline back and shave my legs. And then I let half the water out of the tub and shave my private areas. I tried using the Melange laser laser. Hair removal system, and it didn't work for me. I didn't realize when I signed up for the Milan laser hair removal that it would take so many treatments, and I didn't realize how painful it was. Plus, it doesn't work on gray hair, and I have a few of those, so to me it was a big waste of money. I recommend getting one of the Gillette's Venus razor systems made for those sensitive areas. It's a lot cheaper and easier and less painful than those laser treatments, in my opinion. Those laser treatment centers should offer electrolysis for the hairs that their system doesn't eradicate. Then it might be worth the money. I'm lucky not to have hairs growing out of my face that shouldn't be there, not yet anyway. But electrolysis is definitely an option there if you don't want to keep shaving them. My mother-in-law used to say that using Vaseline on your lips caused hair to grow on your lip. (laughs) she had some hair on her lip that's an old wives tale though for sure i've been using vaseline on my lips all my life and i don't have any hair on my lip my my lips are always dry though they always have been i have to keep lipstick or chapstick or vaseline or something on them or they crack and peel even in the summertime but especially in the winter i've probably eaten over 20 pounds of lipstick in my life which concerns me because they all have a lot of chemicals in them. So I try to wipe it off before I eat as much as possible these days. I didn't used to wipe it off when I was younger. For my face, I use retinol and hyaluronic acid. I use the ROC brand, that's R-O-C brand, but I think the brand doesn't matter as long as it has retinol and hyaluronic acid in it. And as I said in the personal hygiene podcast, we should apply moisturizer after bathing or showering all over our bodies. That's why I like to bathe at night, because moisturizer makes me feel a little sticky. And because our skin types vary so much, I'm not going to make a recommendation for what kind of moisturizer you should use, except to say that, again, you should try to find one that doesn't have a lot of chemicals in it. I've been using a Eucerin lotion, and it seems to be pretty good. I also like Gold Bond products myself. They make this one crepe corrector cream that's incredible. In just one use, I saw a big difference in my skin. It truly does smooth out the crepiness. And I dye my hair. My hair was a gorgeous deep auburn brown when I was younger. It glowed when the sun shone on it. Now it is just brown with gray mixed in. I am a little jealous of women who gray beautifully because they don't have to go to the trouble of dyeing their hair. It looks gorgeous gray. Dyeing my hair is expensive and time-consuming and may not be healthy, but I look and feel so much younger when my hair is colored and no gray is showing. So I guess to me it is worth it. I also have some hair pieces, some bangs that I ordered on Amazon. They are made of real hair, and it only took me three orders, and send backs to match my hair color. I wear contacts most of the day, but glasses too. I have yet to find a pair of glasses that don't make dents on my nose. So once in a while, when the dents get really noticeable, I use these anti-snore strips, you know, you stick them on your nose, and they pull the dents out. For my eyebrows, I ordered an eyebrow stencil because my eyebrows are so thin and uneven, I could not I couldn't even see the shape of them. The stencils save me time and effort. I hold the stencil by handle and color in where my eyebrows are supposed to be with a micro ink eyebrow pen by L'Oreal. Then I use an eyebrow pencil to finish them off. I use CoverGirl Perfect Point Plus liquid eyeliner and Maybelline New York Sky High mascara. I use mascara. I use Maybelline Instant Age Rewind Eraser Concealer just under my eyes and on the crease that runs from my nose to my mouth. I use L'Oreal H-Perfect Radiant Satin Blush, mostly on my cheeks, but a little all over. Then I dust my whole face with CoverGirl True Blend Face Powder. Done. Nothing more needed all day except maybe a lipstick touch-up. And I don't even like to do that. I used Mary Kay's Permanent Lipstick for a while, but I stopped using it because it didn't last all day, like I had hoped it would. And it looked weird as it flaked off in certain areas. And I don't think it was healthy. Mary Kay doesn't even offer it anymore. I wish there was a healthy stain for my lips. I don't think tattoos are healthy. Speaking of tattoos, I have a set of tattoo ink pens, washable. They are fun to use. Tattoos are so popular these days. I I sometimes ink in a few little tattoos just for fun. I don't know why tattoos are so popular these days. I can't imagine an image that I would like to look at for the rest of my life. Tattoos have an inherent risk of infection, and the ink is a chemical our bodies can do without, too. Piercings are risky for infections, too. I don't have any tattoos or piercings except for two holes in each ear. Good health is very attractive at any age. Good health is my priority and always has been. I'm not willing to risk my health for the sake of trying to be beautiful. I use a self-tanner this time of year, so I don't feel so naked lying by the pool. St. Tropez Self-Tan Classic Bronzing Mousse is my favorite. I don't try to tan really dark because, as we all know, too much sun can cause skin cancer, and I'm starting to get H spots which are like giant freckles, but not nearly as cute as freckles. (laughs) Too much sun makes our skin more leathery and wrinkly, too, so the self-tanning lotion and a little sun works for me. A tan is especially attractive with a big smile with white, sparkly teeth. Twenty years ago, I got braces because I said to myself I didn't want to be an older woman with crooked teeth, and I wanted to keep my own teeth as long as possible. So I have taken care of them, as I described in my other podcast. After getting my braces off, I had to wear a retainer every night. One morning, I left them in a napkin on the counter in the kitchen, and someone threw them away. I was really busy in those days and didn't get them replaced. Guess what? In a few years, my teeth became crooked again. Not as badly as before, but still unattractive. I went the Invisalign's route about three years ago, and I still have to wear a retainer every night. I can use my retainers for holding bleaching gel, though. Originally, when I decided my teeth were getting pretty yellow, my dentist made bleaching trays for me, but they did not fit as well as my Invisalign retainers. I use Philips Zoom Day White 14% Hydrogen Peroxide. I order it on Amazon. I put the whitener gel in my retainers and and wear them while I'm taking a bath. They are supposed to stay in for a half hour or so, and so bath time is just right for me but of course someone else might prefer to wear them while watching television or reading or whatever. I know I am weird, but I made a list of my bedtime and morning beauty height, and hygiene routines, and I set an alarm for beginning my evening routine because I found myself getting involved in other things, mostly like watching television, until I was too tired to do the beauty and hygiene routine at night. As I said in a previous podcast, I think it is totally worth the money, To get my nails done at the salon, I make them last longer by painting them with glitter at the base and gluing them when they start to separate from my nail. I like the SNS nail the best, but other people like acrylic and others like the gel, to each his own. And men nail salons are for you too, especially if you need your toenails trimmed. I prefer to do my own toenails and remove my own calluses on my feet, but again, to each his own. Pinterest is a, is great for discovering what the latest fashions happen to be. When I was teaching, I could keep up with what was fashionable, but now I feel totally out of it. I belong to a networking group that has a lot of younger women in it, though, and they help me. I have always liked fashion, and now that I am older, I want to have fun with it. I've seen some amazing pictures of fashionable fashionable men and women in their 70s and 80s and beyond on Pinterest. They don't look young. They look attractive and fashionable. I'm not an advocate of trying to look young as we grow older. We can look younger, but I don't believe we'll ever look young. I'm an advocate of looking good, fit, and healthy. I'm getting into costume jewelry, too. Nothing too expensive, but lots of sparkle. The older I become, the more sparkle, the more glitter I like but that's just me. Maybe your thing is scarves, or ties, or hats, or interesting socks, or all of the above. Have fun working to look good. That's all I have for today's podcast, but look for a new podcast next week. We release a new podcast every week on Fridays. Let's close with a joke. Young, beautiful people are accidents of nature. Older, Beautiful people are works of art. <laughs> and here's another. We used to be young and beautiful. Now we're just beautiful. <laughs> here's one more. Thanks to the section, Botox veneers, boob lipped, Spanx, hair dye, and my good jeans, I am aging so gracefully. <laughs> of course, I believe exercise and the rest of the components of good health as shown on the Flower of Health are, the, are most important for looking and feeling beautiful. Doing liposuction, Botox, veneers, boob lifts, etc. Those are up to the individual, but everyone should know the inherent risks involved in any surgery. As I said earlier, my goal is not to look young, but to look good, fit, and healthy, and younger. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join us next week. Every week on Fridays, Aging with Grace releases a new podcast on a topic that is designed to help us age gracefully. This is your host, D.G. Linton Gridley, wishing you a wonderful week of making happy memories. Goodbye for now. Hello, listeners. This is Vladimir again. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information about Aging with Grace, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you, and see you in the next one. The health club for seniors is your kind of place. So come and join us and age with grace.